Cartoons, the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is the strongest dog in the world who was able to uh, take an entire sleigh full of all the presents of Whoville, plus all their Christmas decorations, up to the tippity top of Mount Crumb, but all by himself, while even allowing me to ride along with him, uh, them all the way up there. Welcome, Jacob. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Apparently, he's super dog. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host. Uh, a man whose heart has extended beyond imagination, and it's his birthday today. Welcome, Drew. Why, thank you. Uh, before we jump too far into the episode, we have last week's trivia question, mm-hmm. which is, the singer of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, was Thurl Ravenscroft. What commercial character did he also play? Do you know the answer, Jacob? Uh, yeah. Hold on. I, I, can, I can do that one. Um... It's great. <laughs> Indeed, it was Tony the Tiger, which David Gardner was the first one to answer. Rock on. on. Great job, Tony. With uh, Josh Adams also saying it was Tony the Tiger, and he was great. <laughs> David, by mistake. Yeah. I called you Daniel for some reason. Either way. Uh, also, for a lot of, some other fun things about what Thor Ravenscroft sang. Yeah. Uh, if you go to um, oh, Walt Disney World, I think, in Walt Disneyland also, mm-hmm. or Disneyland. Yeah. It's not Walt Disneyland, it's just Disneyland. And you ride the Haunted Mansion. He actually sings on that ride. Really? One of the songs. I don't think it's Grim Grinning Ghosts. I think it's the uh, one down in the uh, in the uh, ballroom. Okay. If I remember correctly. But yeah, that is what he's done. Because he's an awesome singer. And anyway. All right. So, speaking of, it is Drew's birthday. So Indeed. I made something. So, now, Drew has not seen this before. No, <laughs> I have not. All right. So, now, granted, it's two things you love. You have mentioned numerous times how much you love this. Star Trek and Kingdom Hearts. No, keep guessing. <laughs> I so, don't know. Some, Let me just some, look at the Something thing. about an old TV show and a comic strip. This could be anything. Pull the lever. <laughs> if I can find it. Hold on. Did you put it in here? Yeah. Oh, there it is. It's in there. I found it. It's just way back up in there. I was wondering if that's what you were doing. Because I saw that picture of Hobbes in yeah. the thing. And thought, that's just an odd thing for him to do. Thank you. I am going to actually put this on the wall underneath Totoro over there. Flip it. For oh, the audience sorry, to yes. see it. I should show this. It is Calvin and Hobbes as Batman and, and Robin. Which is perfect. That is going to go on my wall, dude. Awesome. You are more than welcome. Yeah. I gotta find a. Oh, thank you. I gotta find a place to put this until I get to that point (laughs) where it won't get messed up. Uh, Just slide them in right here for now. All right. So awesome, Jacob. How are you doing? All right. So before that, I wanted to bring up something really quick. Uh, We had uh, one of our fans, Heather Heather Morgan, 
Uh, she had, uh, had wished Drew a happy birthday, and her son Samuel oh, had already posted. Yeah, he already posted it. He already drew it. Nice. Yeah, exactly. So thank you, Sam Samuel. Uh, Post that on the thing. I will pin it. We will. I will. Uh, after the show, we'll definitely pin it and uh, let, let all everybody else know what this was. Thank you again, Samuel, for your amazing art. Because uh, that, that's awesome. Man, I'm doing pretty good. It's you know a busy week like it is. Obviously, it's two weeks from Christmas. And uh, there again, Merry Christmas to you all. And uh, it's very poignant that we're doing a Christmas, a, mm -hmm. um, a Christmas movie today. Very iconic Christmas movie. Um, ironically, our last Christmas movie. Of the ironically, month. our last. Because uh, we are ending cr uh, Christmas. A, a wee bit early. <laughs> You'll find out why in a minute. Exactly. By the end of the episode. Exactly. So I've been doing very well. Work has been busy uh, trying to organize everything. Uh, other than that, it's more just drawing a lot more and trying to get better at my craft. Um, obviously as you just yes. saw or saw, I heard, um, but either way, I will post that on the social medias, uh, later tonight. So yeah, other than that, yeah, doing pretty good. How about you, Drew? I'm doing pretty well. I had a good birthday weekend visiting my parents. Yeah. Um, the rest of my birthday celebration will be handled Friday night at about six o'clock at Times Square Cinema. Ah, as I so see uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So what 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 day are you seeing? Friday. Friday. So okay. Six o'clock. Okay. Which is what I just said. Well, I, I didn't hear the Friday part. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, the Friday. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair that's, enough. that's the same day I'm going to go see it. Right. Uh, if you don't mind me going ahead and sliding into what I've been watching, because this this go is connected. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, Friday night, mm -hmm. I threw in a movie that is uh, Spider-Man related. It was uh, Spider-Man, uh, sorry, The Amazing Spider-Man. Ah. And it's probably been the first time I've watched that movie since it originally was in theaters. I gotcha. Then, I, then on Saturday, I threw in another Spider-Man movie, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Once again, it's probably been since the, it was in theaters that I watched it. Right. But the third Spider-Man movie that I watched yesterday, I have watched at least two other times since I originally saw it in theaters. Okay. One of those times was with you, and another one of those times was for the podcast. Oh, okay. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. So, Good movie. If we're putting it all together, I have seen in the last two years, mm -hmm. Civil War, which introduced... Tom Holland. Tom Holland is Spider-Man, the MCU. Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw Doctor Strange in because he's involved. <laughs> um, Avengers Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame. Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 3. The Amazing Spider-Man. The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If that does not make me ready for Spider-Man No Way Home, <laughs> nothing will. So his spider spider senses are tingling at the moment. Indeed, I will be able to catch every reference made <laughs> next for this coming Friday. Now, if he has a, a uh, you know a character soap come along and be like that, that may be a good thing for him too. Well, here's the other thing: in the past two years, I've also beaten Spider-Man on PS4, right, and Spider-Man Miles Morales on which I played on PS5, right. So if they pull from that, I'm ready, too. Although I don't think they will. <laughs> Who knows? 
I think the only things that they might pull from that I haven't watched might be the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, the 60s uh. Spider-Man cartoon, uh. and maybe Japanese Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, the one with the giant robots? Yeah. Who in, who uh, is, was the emissary from hell? At least that's what he always claimed when he introduced himself. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am looking forward to Spider-Man. Also, in the intervening time, of course, played Dragon Quest Eleven last mm-hmm. night on the stream. Uh, and let's see, been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen. I got to last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I played up to uh, what I think is finally the the real crux of the story we've been wanting to do. We're finally making the big push into the Empire to start taking them out. Mm-hmm. But I had to stop at one point. It was about 8.15, and I was thinking about, you know, coming to a stop anyway, mm-hmm. when one of my favorite warnings showed up on screen. Okay. It said, the following cutscene is long. You may want to set aside time in order to watch the entire cutscene. Oh, okay. You may also, there will also be a fight involved in the middle of the cutscene mm-hmm. in which you will have to actually, you know, play the character. Yeah. And there will be save spots along the way. So I got to a point where I realized this is going to take more than 15 minutes. Yeah. I don't have time to play tonight because I got to, I got to call my parents at nine o'clock. Right. You know, kind of the, the, the whole still being a good son, even though I'm 30 on six years. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I will probably be jumping into that tomorrow night. All right. First, assuming I get past the, uh, 2000 person, uh, queue just to log into the game. Jeez. It's one of those things where I turn it on. It starts going. I switch my input to another channel and watch something on the other TV, <laughs> on the other on the other thing, and then just pop back over. So make sure, okay, yeah, I'm good. Pop back over, right? Watch, continue watching. I don't know X Men or Hawkeye or probably Hawkeye because I've watched Hawkeye too mm. and Star Trek Discovery. Uh, uh, and that's something I'm, I need to watch is Hawkeye. And because I've been visiting my parents, uh, the middle was also something I watched this week. Oh, uh, okay. So, oh, and also. Um, Wagon Train. We watched some Wagon Train. Oh, okay. And then a murder mystery thing where they were cutting people up. Oh, fun. And I watched some Tom and Jerry for the heck of it. Hmm. Interesting. Which I think is about all I've been watching and playing. All what right. What have you been watching, Jacob? All right. So going over to our friend Chase's house, he was on our, our Tron episode, so go check that episode out. Yes, we um, did watch a show over there, didn't we? Yes, we did. Uh, what was that? Uh, that was Black Black Adder. Adder. Black Adder. I had never heard of this. Specifically season four where it's World War One. Yeah, it's World War One. There again. Uh this is Rolling Atkins Atkinson? Rowan Atkinson, aka Rowan. Zazu. Zazu, yeah. AKA Zazu. AKA or Mr. Bean. Bean. Uh so with Hugh Laurie, who if you remember last week oh was my. playing Steve Claus. Yes, he was. He oh, played my. a woman in drag. He did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I, well, he was, he was, it was back when that sort of thing was just funny. It was the, it was the eighties. I don't know if it was the eighties. It was the eighties. Yeah, it was the eighties. I just looked I at it. I didn't look at the year. All right. Yeah. 1983 to 1989. Oh my gosh. I'd never laughed so hard in the longest time at a, t- at a television series. And it was like, oh my gosh. Like you, you have all these amazing, you know, uh, comedians mm-hmm. in one show it's a BBC, BBC 
network show. Yeah. And it was just hysterical. And so if you're like generally curious, it's available on Hulu if you are subscribed to Hulu. If you if you're in, if you're interested in watching Black Adder and you're you don't get offended by you don't get offended, go watch it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh so other than that, uh I have been on a certain binge as of lately. Uh Recently, I watched. Uh, I was just watching just a little while ago before we went went live. Right. Uh, I was watching Digimon Digital Monsters or Digimon Adventure Season One on Hulu. Ah, yeah. I don't think you're going to get all through, through both seasons in time. Both seasons. You're talking about all okay, so four seasons. Series. Yes, yeah, series. Not counting Digimon Tamers or Frontier. I'm talking about the thir- uh, what was season three, the one where the guy made his own Digimon. Yeah, that was D- Tamers, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Tamers. Fourth was Frontier, and then there's Fusion. That's Data Squad. Data Squad, yeah. And then there's Try. Yeah. Now there's another Digimon adventure that's a remake of the first season. Yeah, exactly. It's just digitastic and prodigious. Exactly. Definitely prodigious. Definitely prodigious. Uh, so I got I watched like the first five episodes of the original series. It's like yeah, it's very much a kids show, but it's got a lot of really good depth mm-hmm. that a certain other series doesn't have. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. There again, I've never wa- I've watched a little bit of Pokemon, a little bit, but there the again, s- the sad thing is if we're talking about the normal anime that everyone's familiar with with ash ketchum mm-hmm. you're not wrong <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're but you're not either- wrong but at the same time i really want to throw di- uh, <laughs> pokemon origins at you yeah i i, I keep it, i actually watched the first episode of pokemon origins that was really good okay. is, isn't that with red and blue it is red and blue in america yeah in japan it's red and green oh okay because in Japan, the versions were red and green, and so that's what they named the protagonist after. Then they made blue later, and it's actually the version of blue that got localized into America as our Pokemon red and blue. Oh, okay. For more on your useless Pokemon trivia, <laughs> <laughs> check out our upcoming episode on Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I'm sure it's going to come up. Yeah, it will. <laughs> it will. So, yeah, I watched that, and I, I watched the first uh, first episode or first movie. Of Digimon Adventure Try mm-hmm. Reunion, which was really good. There again, it's the first in six parts of films. And it's good. We'll talk about that later. Yes. But that is all I've been watching. All right. What do we got in the news? News, quite a bit. So, at, be like, if you caught earlier what we were talking about, there... Uh, Netflix, not Netflix. I wish it was on Netflix, but no. Uh, DreamWorks just dropped their their trail their their first trailer and their poster for their new uh, upcoming uh, upcoming movie, uh, the Bad Boy, the Bad Guys. Uh, apparently, it's a bunch of anthropomorphic characters who are thieves, and they have to somehow they've started to tr- they've turned their life around to be good guys, and these guys are apparently. Uh, career criminals so it should be interesting so so yeah this uh this will be coming out i believe in april 2020 april 2020 of 2020 all right so that will be coming out and then uh this was interesting the golden globes of 2020 of 2022 
uh, has been canceled for from CBS from NBC. because they're a bunch of pansies. Because let's face it, everything's fine now. That is true. I'm sorry, I may have opinions. We all have opinions. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be careful. Right. But every other award show has gone ahead and done it. The Golden Globes need to just do it. And take the same precautions everybody else is taking. I don't think it's that though. But, uh, but I don't know. I've heard it's I've heard it's related to Omicron. I don't know if that's uh, certain, what I understand it's from different, but there again, this is not we don't go into politics in no, this we show. Don't. We don't. So it's something else. So if you want to learn more about that, go look at it yourself. Uh, we're just not going to discuss it here. Uh, Indeed. So apparently it's been cut from the schedule, but they have released the, uh, the Hollywood forum press has released the uh, nominations for the best motion picture uh, animation uh, nominees, which would include. Hang on. The golden globes are postponed. Yes. But they still went ahead and announced who the nominees are. Yes. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently it's it's not going to be hosted by NBC, but they're still going to do it. That makes sense. They're just no. not broadcasting. They're not broadcasting. That's a different story. They're, they're not broadcasting for you know other reasons. Well, then just put it on YouTube. Do like the Game Awards does. They don't even bother putting it on te- television. Yeah. Just put it out on streaming. That's where people watch anyway. That is true. YouTube, I, can, I bet, will pay you big bucks. Oh, yeah. Big so, bucks. For the rights to broadcast that. Indeed. All right, so... Like they listen to our rinky-dink little show. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You, you, you have a point. You never know so. who's actually listening to us. True. All yeah. right. There so, are people in California listening to us according to the stats. Yeah, which is thank I you. I don't know who they thank are. Thank you, State of California. We don't know who you are. Exactly, but thank but you. we love you just the same. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, best motion picture. Now, just a guess. Who do you think's on that list? For best motion picture? Yeah, from 2021. 2021. Mm-hmm. Well, I know what movie I want to be there, but I bet it's not there because I oh. think News of the World deserves more than it's gotten. No, animated movies. Oh, animated. Animated movie. Animated. Yeah, regarding our show. Well, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I should have mentioned that beforehand. It's animated. Best okay, movie. So we got Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh-huh. There's a possibility. Yes. Um, I guess Soul is still technically because it was January. Was Soul January? No. Well, Luca then. Mm-hmm. Definitely Luca. Uh, I don't think any of the DreamWorks animated stuff came out this year Mm-mm. that was planned. Who else? Uh, I'll give you a hint. It just recently came out. Ron's Gone Wrong? Encanto? Three times charm. I knew I had to... I, I just hadn't gotten to Encanto yet. We still need to watch this. Yeah, Encanto. Like, due to restraints of the Christmas season, we won't be able to do it this season. This, like, not, not unless we, like, cram it in somewhere. And yeah. We try to make Christmas as stress-free for ourselves Exactly, because it's already stressful enough. Yes. All right, so uh, Encanto, uh, Flea from Neon, Luca from Pixar, mm-hmm. uh, a Sunny Mad by... Tomid Films, and last but not least, Raya and the Last Dragon. Now, who would you... I guess the Miyazaki film didn't come out this year, so that no, makes sense. I don't, okay. think, I don't think it did. Uh, so who would you think of those movies you've watched so far? Well, of those, I've seen Raya and Luca. Mm-hmm. And those are the only ones I've actually seen, I believe. Yeah, so what out of those two... So you're one? asking me to pick between uh, what was essentially a martial arts film... And a, an Italian film about mermaids, mermen. Yeah. I'm going with the dragons, dude. 
Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Ra- I think the Last Dragon was a super fun movie. It was. And it really it was so is good. like right in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Might be why it's going to be on the upcoming list. Um, <laughs> more than likely. All right. So, yeah, that, those are the nominations. All right. So, uh, obviously, a, a big trailer dropped during the, the Game Awards. Indeed. And I am not surprised. I did not hear a scream coming over from this apartment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. I even told you you might hear a squee. A yeah. very loud squee from across the parking lot. But I did not squee no, that no, loud. No wonder like light bulbs popped. Right. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that I did not like what I saw because, mm. let's face it, we do have uh, the real tales voicing tales. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. It's still uh, Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Really? Voicing tales. We've got Idris Elba. <laughs> For certain. I have heard his voice. As Knuckles, mm-hmm. we have the Master Emerald on screen in this trailer. Yeah, and just just now just a note. Just, yeah, just you, sorry. Go ahead. Good. Just a note. When Drew was making his prediction, what this movie was about, he was right on the money. Yes, because for those of you who don't remember, I said, "Look, we know Knuckles is probably in this movie. More than likely, what we're going to have happen is that." The emeralds are the chaos emeralds are going to show up. We're going to have the master Doctor Robotnik because thankfully they're still calling him Robotnik in this. <laughs> will have stolen the master emerald, and Knuckles is going to be tricked into helping him because for whatever reason I don't know the reason in this one. But here's the other cool thing: so along with seeing the master emerald, we actually that, that temple yeah. that we get to see yeah that is the temple from Sonic Adventure One, Angel Island, where the master emerald was housed. Which had the six chaos emeralds surrounding it. Really? Which means technically chaos is up there somewhere. <laughs> really? I don't I doubt we're getting chaos in oh, this okay. movie. Dr. Robotnik is enough of a villain for this, especially Jim Carrey's yeah. Dr. Robotnik. He can hold this. I don't want him pulling it. Already having Knuckles being we're essentially getting a combo of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And Sonic the Hedgehog three in this in yeah. terms of the Genesis games, yeah, and that's enough. Yeah, agreed. Because I don't know this for certain, and if I were these people, I would never show this in a trailer ever till you get to Sonic the Hedgehog three. Because by that point, this will have already happened. But I bet you anything. Yeah, climax of that movie, Sonic will have to draw on the power of the seven Chaos Emeralds and turn into Super Sonic. He'll go gold. He will go Super Saiyan. <laughs> you or laugh. Super That's Sonic. what it's based on. Yeah. That's what Supersonic is based on. It's based off the Super Saiyan. I, I gathered as much. That's Because wh- what happened was in Sonic the Hedgehog 2, mm-hmm. because of how popular, they decided to pull uh, a bit of um, pop culture into the game. One, one thing from Japan and one thing from America. Mm. Japan brought in the Super Saiyan from Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. And the Death Egg we got for st- from Star Wars. Oh. oh, okay. Except with two uh, laser dishes instead of one. One. <laughs> you got to have the, and, and of course, a big giant mustache <laughs> across the thing because it's robotic. Of course. All right. So with all of that said, yes, we are getting a Sonic 2, which looks amazing. Go check yes. it out. We put it in the... the Looking uh, forward to it. We got the freaking tornado. That's awesome. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Can I, you tell he's a fan? I wasn't expecting the tornado. Okay, I'm not sure what the tornado is, but the biplane. Oh, the biplane. Okay, that is the tornado. Oh, that's what the tornado is. There again, I'm not. I'm 
The only Sonic the Hedgehog I know is from the cartoons. That's it. I'm just saying, perhaps Sonic Saturdays may be returning. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. All right. So, getting back into the news. Uh, all right. Uh, so, Sonic, two, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 arrives in theaters April 8th, 2022. So Expect a reaction if no, nobody else yes. me. Yeah, we... we <laughs> Same here, of course. <laughs> oh, you're definitely invited, but I mean, if you happen to be busy that weekend, oh, I, I, I will. I, I will. can record single episode reactions. Yes, you can, but I'm going to watch that movie with you. Let's just okay, say that. Okay. All right. All right. So, Let's face it, sitting along with a fan is either the best idea you can have, <laughs> with the very worst idea you can have, depending on how the movie is handled. That is true. It's like Drew, calm down. <laughs> but they ruined Knuckles. How does Idris Elba ruin Knuckles? <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Got a cold? <laughs> no, thank the Lord. I do not. Not anymore. Uh, all right. So going into a I little just have more too news. Much adrenaline running through my system. That's true. All right. So uh, NBC Universal today. This was posted November 9th, uh, December 9th. Uh, announced that new theater window model. Will be str- will be streamed most titles from the Universal Film Entertainment Film uh, Entertainment Group or UFEG exclusively on Peacock as early as 45, 45 days after the theatrical release or PVOD release. Uh, these will include uh, movies slated for two thousand twenty two. Uh, includes uh, uh, as we stated before the bad guys. Um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, Illuminations, Minions, The Rise of Guru, and a untitled Mario film. And that I is forgot all. That was Universal. That yeah, was doing U- Mario. Yeah, Universal doing it. Okay, I knew it was Illumination, mm-hmm. but I forgot Illumination is technically Universal. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's all the animated movies. So if you are one of those people who are more not inclined, not next in- year we're getting both a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And a Super Mario Brothers movie. Yep. Man, that's a good year to be a gamer. Yeah, agreed. Assuming so they don't mess it up. Indeed. Either film. Either film. So either way, be like, if there again, I love going to theater. I'm going to go to the theater if they're open or not. If they're open. And which I'd hopefully... They kind of have to be open. They kind of have to be open. <laughs> but uh, if you are not inclined to go to theaters, maybe because of the COVID-19 whatever pandemic, reason. What, whatever reason, it'll be available on Peacock 45 days after. So, not yeah. Not quite as nice as Warner Brothers' was this year, though that's going away. Ah, what was that anyway? Warner Brothers was doing it day and date. That is true. It was. On every film. And that, that is, is going away this yeah, coming year. Pro- probably not a good... Uh, I have a feeling the theater owners kind of did not like this idea. Probably not. And from what I understand, because of how many people took advantage of it, it may have may not have been very helpful. Consider all things considered. I gotcha. Even though Godzilla versus Kong still was the first big movie of of uh, the COVID season. That is true. Anyway, anyways. So in our final bit of news, uh, G Kids has announced the English voice cast. For the upcoming uh, Oscar-nominated film director, uh, Manuel, uh, I'm going to butcher, I'm going to butcher his name, and I'm going to let my pal read the name off. Hang on, I need to find it. Mamoru Hosoda? 
Has yes. the guy who made Digimon? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> There again, I am terrible at names. In, and, in all fairness. Uh, yes. In all fairness. Agreed. It is a Japanese name. It's a Japanese well name. well practiced at Japanese names. Yeah, and I am not. For some reason. <laughs> For some reason. All right. So, uh, and his latest uh, feature, Bell. And if you haven't seen the, seen the news trailer, uh, I'm going to put it up fairly shortly after we're done broadcasting this. And go check it out. It looks really good. Uh, incredible. Uh, so... Let me get back to where I was. Uh, the the uh, the roster we heard in the newest trailer, uh, Bellman's theaters, and on IMAX screens, both in its original Japanese and all new English dub version, on January fourteenth, two thousand two thousand twenty two, with exclusive IMAX premieres. Exclusive markets beginning on July twelfth, two thousand twenty two. Tickets are available. Starting now at bellfilm.com. And after watching this trailer, I want to go see this in movies. See, see, go watch it in the theaters. Maybe get a reaction for it. Well, considering Maybe. we've already reviewed like what three of his movies? Yeah, we have. All within the first year, and none, none, neither one of us realizing we were doing pretty, it? Pretty much. For future reference, that would yes. be The Girl Who Leapt Through Time, Time, aka Go Upstairs and Look at the Stupid Picture. <laughs> Digimon the movie. Yes. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> and three, Summer Wars. Koi Koi! <laughs> yes. I do not have those memorized. I just happen to remember those three. <laughs> they were very good. They're funny titles. <laughs> They're funny titles. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, yes, that is all we have for the bit of news. And thank you, Josh. Yes. Which brings us to the spoiler-free section. Good night. Can you have the spoilers really matter on this one? It's a classic. Indeed. But so we're going to go spoiler free. If you somehow not seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas, any of the three versions of the movie, mm-hmm. even though we're going to be focusing on the 66 version, go watch it. It's only 30 minutes. Anywho, this, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this, this particular short mm-hmm. because let's face it, it's on every year. Indeed. Sometimes I've turned it on, not even realized it was coming on, and just left it there. Usually sometime around the uh, that one spectacular shot of the Grinch where his smile goes up and his little hair pieces curl back out. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes. That's usually about the time I somehow usually find it if I'm watching live. But um, this is a classic film. If this was if this was retro rewind, it would definitely be rated a classic prediction and actual final rating. Put it up there on the uh, on on the website. Boom, it's done. Uh, this is just a great film. It, I, this is probably the first time I've looked at it with a critical eye, and I'm very glad I did because there's a lot of interesting things in this. I'm looking forward to talking about it here in a mm-hmm. minute. But if somehow some way you've not seen this thing go watch it it's it it should be mandatory viewing at this point indeed but you should go watch it and you should let your kids watch it so they can actually see a good how the grinch stole christmas indeed (laughs) because i have opinions on the other two movies (laughs) um which we're not touching on this year no but maybe maybe uh maybe another year but also this is just a christmas classic I actually think it's more of a classic than Charlie Brown Christmas. Wow. That's saying something. I honestly believe that because this, 
this is one I just have pure nostalgia for. Mm-hmm. And trying looking at it with a critical eye this time around, I was even more blown away. Mm-hmm. So, Jacob, what are your thoughts? All right. So, so my spoiler thoughts. Yes, your spoiler-free thoughts. Spoiler-free thoughts. Uh, there again, this is my first... Like, oddly enough, I've watched clips of this throughout the years. Never watched it in entirety. Never have. Like, after after watching this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never seen the entire thing. I've That's seen... surprise. I've seen little bits of the beginning... A little in the middle. Well, I say it's a, and the end. I say it's a surprise. Yeah, not as a dig towards you yeah. in this manner. Not this time, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I mean, this is very Looney Tunes esque. Yeah, and of course, you know, director. And I know, uh, I know you you like Looney Tunes, but it's not, those they're not something you really focused on growing up, right? Exactly. Which is. I, I can see it. I can yeah, see that. There, there again, I know some people are gonna might say it. Oh my gosh, Jacob doesn't like Looney Tunes. I love I didn't say Loon, Looney he Tunes. He didn't like Looney Tunes. I just said it wasn't a focus. I know, I know. I just, I just, I wanted to make the focus, right. focus that be like, I enjoy Looney Tunes. It was what it, kid doesn't exactly, exactly. So able to watch this for the first time in its full was absolutely just breathtaking. This is like animation that I wish they still had now. Oh yeah, and they didn't have. They didn't do. I don't know what. This um, is good. Good animation. It's so good animation. It, it's it's like they they don't reuse anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's. Uh, that's not true. That is. You're right. We'll get to that. We will we'll get, get to that. We'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, but I I could, I could say of other shows that reuse animation. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> oh, good. Indeed. All right, so yeah, uh, I've, I've oh my gosh, watching this for the first time, and uh, just like mind blowing, absolutely incredible. Uh, there again, growing up, I watched little bits here and there, little bits here and there, um, and watching it as a full is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yes, definitely go watch it. Definitely go watch. It's a masterpiece of a, of uh, animation that should be enjoyed by all. And I think most people have watched it and not to be confused with the Jim Carrey version. They came out in the, I think the late nineties, late nineties or 2000. It was like 2000. Yeah. 2000. Because that came up a couple when I was looking through trivia. That's right. Yeah. So I think that was 2000. And then of course the new Grinch that illumination did mm-hmm. was 2018, 2018, 2019. Yeah. One of those. Cause I remember going watching it. I, yeah, I watched really, it too. Yeah. More on that later. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Would I recommend it? Highly recommend it. Uh, if it's going to watch it on, um, Peacock, go and watch. You said it was. Yeah. It's, uh, if you watch Peacock it, on, is at least free. Yeah. Peacock is free and, uh, or go pick it up, you know, for your own collection. If you're an animation fan, go pick it up. It's really good. It is at Walmart. Yeah, it is at Wally. So you can go check it out. And, uh, Buy it for your own if on Blu-ray or DVD. Uh, so yeah, whatever committed highly. Mm-hmm. Like families should sit down to watch this film because it's just so good. All right, so yeah, that's my spoilerific. All right, idea spoiler free. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, join us on the other side of the bumpers, and we will get to spoiling this thing. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that you can download. Download? Don't forget that you can't. Don't forget 
that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast, our uh, Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And at our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. This podcast is part of the Culture Box Media Network. For more great content like this, please check out the link in the description. There you can find other great shows such as The Untold Podcast which is a speculative fiction podcast utilizing the genres of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Norman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. You can check out their podcast at untoldpodcast.com. Also, we are a part of Pop Americana, where you can enjoy other shows like Franchise Fatigue. Do you like movies? Of course you do. I bet you even like big movie franchises like Star Wars, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Indiana Jones. And obviously, since you listen to us, you must like listening to movie reviews. But when... But what if I were to tell you there is a podcast that reviews film series one movie at a time? You'd like that? Well, then go check out the Franchise Fatigue podcast over on your favorite podcast catcher and listen to James and Gabe give an in-depth analysis and review on every movie in your favorite franchise. The following is a spoiler-filled review. For 1966's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. If you've not seen the movie, I, we suggest you turn us off right now and come back when you've seen it. How's that for at last minute? <laughs> Bravo. 1966's Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas was directed by Chuck Jones, known for directing absolutely tons of mm-hmm. Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry shorts. Absolutely. It was also directed by Ben Washam, who directed Horton Hears a Who, that original TV short. Oh, okay. Not TV short. I think it was, yeah, I think it was a TV short. Hmm. Uh, it was also written by Irv Spector, who did, was in the animation department for Charlotte's Web, and Bob Ogle, who wrote Archie's Funhouse, based on the Archie Comics characters. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The original story was by Theodore Geisel. Which is the actual name of Dr. Seuss. Yes. The cast includes Boris Karloff as both the narrator and the Grinch. But he is perhaps most famous otherwise for playing Dr. Frankenstein's monster in the old Universal Frankenstein movies. Did not know that. June Foray was the voice of Cindy Lou Who. And in DuckTales the movie, The Treasure of the Lost Lamp, and DuckTales the original television show. Woo! She played Mrs. Featherby. Oh. I wish I could do that voice. It'd be really cool. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway. Dal McKinnon was the voice of Max, and he is the voice of Gumby in Gumby. Really? Yeah. Last but not least, Thurl Ravenscroft was the singer of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, and as we said earlier, he was Tony the Tiger until his death in 2005. Wow. 
He is the longest-running commercial mascot in, I think, in the world at this point. Wow. Or voice of a commercial mascot. Yes. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Connections. Take a wild guess. Absolutely (laughs) nothing! I I was expecting one thing, maybe like a line or something like that. (laughs) I was the thing. I knew Boris Karloff would have died long before this. Yeah. Cindy Lou, and uh, June Foray had a chance. Yeah. So she was playing the youngest character. I thought maybe there would be someone in the animation department that may have still been working and happened to work on it. I thought maybe the writer, uh, some some musical artist or performer on You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, or Fahu Nore, whatever the name of that song mm-hmm. is, the who sing. I thought, or just any of the background music, I thought they might have a connection there. Absolutely, positively no connection whatsoever. To either it to Kingdom Hearts one one Kingdom Hearts uh, Chamber of Chamber of Secrets that's not the name <laughs> of that. <laughs> Is Harry Potter in this? No, uh, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts two, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts Coded, Kingdom Hearts three fifty eight over two days, Kingdom Hearts three. I think I skipped one. Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep zero point two a fragmentary passage. Or Kingdom Hearts 3, or Kingdom Hearts Melody Memories, or Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I checked everything. Wow. There is absolutely, positively, nothing. <laughs> oh, I, and also not Dream Drop Distance. That's the one I skipped. Ah. Or, there is uh, a lot of answers. Or Key. Or Key. Key. That's the, the uh, Latin letter Key. Oh. an X. Gotcha. So yeah, absolutely, positively. No Kingdom Hearts Connections. What do we got in info and stuff? All right, so info and stuff. Uh, you're able to watch it on in Peacock if you're subscribed to Peacock. Uh, on IMDb, it has an 8.4 out of 10. Production was by Catnap Productions, MGM Studios, and Animation slash Visual Arts. It was distributed by originally by MGM Television. The release date was November. I I, I made uh, a slight. Uh, error earlier. Uh, it was December 16th, 1966. There was a six. Day, in the, we are two days away from the anniversary. Exactly. I don't know which anniversary, which, which you're 66. You're looking at 76, 86, 96, 06, 16, 55 year anniversary. Yeah. Roughly 55 years. That's, that's amazing. That's incredible. For we did not plan that by the no, way. No, we didn't at all. <laughs> So, yeah, we will probably bring news when that comes up uh, down the line. Uh, so in two days? In two days. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday, yeah. It'll, it'll definitely put on the feed. Um, so it had, I, I saw this and I was blown away by this. Mm-hmm. It had an estimated budget, estimated budget of $355,000. A budget in 1966 for a television special. Uh-huh. What was it? Um, Charlie Brown's uh, yeah, it Christmas. Didn't have that much. Yeah, huh? It didn't have that much. Yeah, I don't remember how much it had, but it didn't have that much. Right, but you know the 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 level of animation in this in this film with a small budget, incredible. All right, moving on. Uh, network which originally she aired on was uh, CBS. Uh, let's go uh, go into its broadcast. Uh, the hour and a half with commercials short was originally televised in the United States and CBS, like we said before, on December 18th, uh, 1966. 
uh, CBS repeated it annually during the Christmas season until 1988, 1987, where it was seen multiple times per year on Turner, as in Turner Classic Movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if I remember correctly, also Cartoon Network. Yes. Uh, first TNT, then TBS, and then Cartoon Network. The CW, the, w, the WB at the time, now CW, um, returned it to broadcast television by adding its own uh, annual screening in 2020 and 2001. TBS and TNT both... Still air the special now annually during the holiday season twice a year now along with NBC too as well. ABC took up a special after the the WB now uh, CW uh, ceased operation in 2006. NBC acquired the rights in 2015. It's still with Warner Brothers allows two broadcasts per season. Uh, currently scheduled for the first week of December and Christmas night. The Christmas night broadcast uh, has been later following the air of the 2000, the airing of the 2000 film, the same name, which would be the Jim Carrey version. All right. Home release. How the Grinch stole Christmas was originally released on VHS Baymax, Baymax, <laughs> Betamax, uh, SED, which can you remind S- me? SED or CED? CED, sorry. That is a capac- capacitance electronic disc, a failed format that came out right after LaserDisc, and it failed because LaserDisc existed. Oh, okay. It was much more popular. I gotcha. Which was not much because LaserDisc did, wasn't that popular. Gotcha. Kind of like the uh, when Blu-ray came out, you had HD, uh, HD well, DVD. Okay, so if you're interested in the capacitance electronic disc, I'm going to suggest looking up uh, Technology Connections channel. Oh. He did a very thorough history of RCA's uh, capacitance electronic disc. Hmm. That goes much deeper. But basically, they had this idea long before anybody else did for home video. Mm-hmm. But they had so much trouble with the technology and so much other infrastructure issues at RCA that it actually came out to, it was, it was kind of a too little too late situation when it finally did come out. Gotcha. And so it just never took hold. I gotcha. All right. Uh, also on LaserDisc by MGM UA home video in the 1980s and reissued several times. The special was released on uh, VHS and DVD in format of the, of 1999 and 2000 by Warner Home Video, which acquired the rights from MGM Library in the late 1990s via the purchase of uh, Turner Entertainment. MGM has early had earlier released it on D on DVD in 1997. The 1997 release features uh, different specials like Hooner, uh, uh, mm. Horton, Horton, here's a who while in the 2000 DVD, uh, has commentator as, uh, commentators as interviews, um, and a special edition documentary, uh, which was spare, which was shown, uh, the, during the TNT, uh, broadcast in 1994, the DVD as well received three bonus, three bonus things. It has a sub per, uh, but critics have, um, uh, criticize that DVD 
for its subpar picture quality. Subpar. Subpar. Thank you. Sometimes I can't read very well. Um, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently in that uh, DVD transfer, apparently the Grinch was yellow, not green. That's a bad uh, transfer. That's a very that bad color. That yeah. off. Yeah. All right. So of course, uh, the Grouch was originally orange. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, the special was re-released on DVD in 2006 and labeled the 50th birthday deluxe edition. Um, let's see. It talks about the, the the special blah blah blah. Uh, the yeah, it's it's been it's been re-released numerous times on DVD with various forms of commentary. They've gone back and remastered. I know that. Uh, let me get to that. In the 2000 DVD was uh, it's a special edition. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 been continually been re uh, re released. I know the version we watched was it's it's almost it's, like it's a remaster. It's the Warner Brothers DVD, which yeah, I, I, they had to be, at least done a new transfer and then maybe a little cleanup. Yeah, it looks like there's a ton of cleanup on it. Yeah, it's not bad. If they didn't overclean it, which is no. always the worry mm-hmm. with this sort of thing. Indeed. We don't have the uh, Cinderella issues. No. Oh, good night. Good night. If you've ever seen that. They cleaned it up so badly, mm-hmm. they lost details in the dress. Yeah, pretty much everything was blue. Yeah. Everything was supposed and to be like a light blue. And believe it or not, that is supposed to be a white dress. Yeah, Exactly. Anyway, anyways, very, very light blue. But yeah, anyway. it's, it's a light blue, but either way. So yeah, it has been over. Be like, if you can watch it on television for the last 50 something years, they've released it on Blu-ray DVD. I, I think it's on, I don't know if it's on Blu-ray yet or not. It should be. Uh, I, it wasn't at Walmart. <laughs> Probably cause the DVD sells so well. Cause it's technically considered a kid's. Uh, product and that they usually true. put them on DVD because why spend good quality on kids products? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I suspect it would be on Blu-ray. Yeah, one would think. Uh, so yes, and be like, yeah, it is very relatively. It is very numerous on DVD and possibly on Blu-ray. I'm just looking right quick. Yes, it's on Blu-ray. It's on Blu-ray. It's eight ninety nine currently on Amazon. Yeah, so if you want to go get it on Blu-ray, go check it out. Um, all right. So it did have a sequel, but it's technically, it's, um, there are two other Grinch specials. Yes. There is, uh, Halloween is Grinch night, mm-hmm. which is apparently a very strange thing, but it was done by Frizz Freeling's, uh, company. Really? Animation company. Yeah. And they also did, and Frizz Freeling also did, uh, the Grinch Grinch is the cat in the hat. Hmm. Both of which are on that DVD, but I did not watch those other two. Hmm. Maybe someday on yeah. another episode of the Cellcast. Yeah. So, yeah, that is basically the history of uh, Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All right. 1966. Getting into the summary for this. The Grinch is a surly, antisocial, green creature with a heart two sizes too small who lives alone in a cave atop Mount Crumpet, located above the village of Whoville. He especially hates Christmas and has always been annoyed by the town's Christmas celebrations. 
One Christmas Eve, he finally decides to stop Christmas Day from coming to Whoville by disguising himself as Santa Claus. His dog, Max, is a reindeer, and in a reversal of Santa's visits, steal all the gifts, decorations, and symbols of Christmas. Once loaded, he plans on dumping the bags of stolen goods. He, his plan is nearly thwarted by a toddler named Cindy Lou Who, but is otherwise undetected. As the Grinch reaches the summit of Mount Crumpet, ready to dump the bags, he discovers the citizens of Whoville, despite having no gifts or decorations, have gathered in the middle of town to sing as Christmas Day dawns, realizing that Christmas means more than just material possessions. The Grinch's heart grows three sizes. He saves the sleigh, returns the presents, and the other belongings to the Who's, and joins the town's Christmas celebration by carving the roast beast. Much shorter summary than normal this week. It is just short after all. Oh, yeah. Thor Ravenscroft, who sang the song, uh, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, is best known as the voice of Tony the Tiger in numerous Frosted Flakes TV commercials. Mm. Thor was picked to sing these songs because his voice was an extremely deep bass. Hmm. Boris Karloff's voice changes when he speaks for the Grinch. Originally, he spoke in his narrator voice throughout. After recording was complete, the highs in his voice were mechanically removed for the Grinch giving him the gravelly voice heard in the finished version. Hmm. The lyrics to the song Fahu Fores were made to imitate, cl- imitate classical Latin. After the special aired, the studio received letters asking for a translation from people who believed them to be at real Latin. Okay. Uh, they are just gibberish, people. Pretty just much. So you know. Just a bit. Uh, Dr. Seuss disputed casting Boris Karloff for fear that he would make the Grinch too scary. That makes sense. He did play the mummy. Not the mummy. Actually, he did play the mummy, too. He did play the but mummy. But he also play, he's mainly known for Frankenstein, which is a very yeah. scary monster. Uh, Dr. Seuss was initially uninterested in animating this or mm-hmm. any of his books. Mm-hmm. But Chuck Jones managed to persuade him. Yeah. Freaking Chuck Jones. It's Chuck Jones's fault that we got some of this later on stuff. I'm just saying, because otherwise it probably would have been put in the rights that the stuff would never be animated. True. Through all the production and character, sorry, though all of the production and character designs were based upon original artwork from the book, Doctor Seuss thought the Grinch more closely resembled Chuck Jones rather than the original Grinch drawings. <laughs> That's funny. Thorough Ravenscroft received no screen credit for his singing, and yep. oversight. Doctor Seuss attempted to rectify by sending letters to every major columnist in America identifying Ravenscroft as the singer on Your Mean One, Mr. Grinch. He is also part of the chorus on the other two songs. Really? Much like the Coca-Cola sponsor plugs from A Charlie Brown Christmas, 1965. Again? The original broadcast of How the Grinch Stole Christmas was sponsored by the Foundation for Full Service Banks and featured plugs for them at the beginning and end of the special. These have since been edited out of subsequent airings Hmm. and are quite difficult to find. However... They recently resurfaced in 2021 via YouTube and the Lost Media Wiki. Interesting. Dr. Seuss wrote the lyrics for all the songs. Hmm. That makes sense. Chuck Jones, a lifelong lover of Rudyard Kipling, was inspired to cast Boris Karloff as the Grinch after hearing a recording of Karloff reading Kipling's Jungle Book stories. Hmm. Coincidentally, Benedict Cumberbatch, who did the voice of the Grinch in Dr. Seuss's The Grinch 2018, Mm Mm-hmm. Also did the voice of the tiger, Sher Khan, in Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, 2018. Ironic. The Grinch's... Okay, let me ask you a question. What color is the Grinch? 
kind of a light green. Okay. Has he always been green? I think different shades of green, but a green. What if I were to tell you in the book, he is not green. Okay. What color is he? He is pretty much paper color because all you ever see is an outline of him. I gotcha. <laughs> that's, that's because the Grinch's green color was decided by director Chuck Jones. Experience, uh, Chuck Jones's experiences renting cars in the Washington, Baltimore area where he claimed, which he claimed always turned out to be the exact shade. Uh, well, it was the sixties after all. It, but if you ever wondered why the Grinch is green, it's because of used cars. Wow. I find that funny. That is hilarious. But it wasn't green before this short either. That's really? The thing. Wow. Though most of the short, through most of the short, the Grinch's eye color is red, indicating his bitter, misanthropic, and sneaky personality. Mm-hmm. But when he discovers the true meaning of Christmas by the sight of the still happy rejoicing Who's in the deprived town of Whoville, towards the ending, mm-hmm. his eyes turn blue, meaning that he has a change of heart. That is true. Makes sense. The eyes are the windows to the soul. Soul. Very true. Which brings me to the end of the trivia. What is your first like? Oh my Jacob. gosh. My first like the animation. Straight up classic. There again, first time watching this in its full entirety. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there slack jawed. It's like, seriously? Like the 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 amount of animation, the backgrounds, the fluidity of characters where you can in a, a small budget like this is just phenomenal. Oh my gosh. There again, I wish they did animation like this nowadays. Mm-hmm. But Nowadays, everything's CG, and it's just a lot of money to do that. But Well, I mean, even the 2D stuff is all vector animation, which takes out the fluidity of this old stuff. That, that is true. That is so true. And uh, it's just the, if the, just the arcing back to like classic animation that be like it was on, I think, twos, I think? Twos or threes? Uh, this, I think, was twos. It's not on ones. It's not smooth enough for ones. Yeah, but this was still a very expensive production, so it's probably on. It would make sense for it to be on too, since it yeah. was being broadcast on interlaced television. Yes, which you pretty much had only every other frame to work with anyway. So yeah, it would make sense for it to yeah be, be on twos, uh, animated on twos. Yeah, so you're you're looking at something that is absolutely incredible. Definitely, when you look at the more modern DVD releases where it, it looks like Warner Brothers have gone in and remastered it and touched up a few things, and it just looks amazing. Because I remember as a kid watching some of this is on television, and it looked all janky and grainy and everything mm-hmm. like that. Because there again, it was created in the 60s with a low budget. but Well, and I'm sure that there was not any... From what, from what you were talking about, mm-hmm. Turner never did a good job, never no. invested the money to actually... No, they didn't. Uh, Go in and re, re redo everything, or not yeah. redo, but re re edit everything. It was probably they're probably working off an old VHS master, probably that had been re recorded over and over again. And you always lose data that way. Mm-hmm. This they went back to the original film elements. They would have had to have to get this nice a transfer. Exactly. Thank, thank goodness someone kept up with it. Exactly. So if if you want to look at a superior version of this film, go pick up the more recent version you can find in. Best Buy or Walmart or whatever. Buy it on Blu-ray. It's probably even a better transfer. And if you're listening to this after Christmas, because I know we're only about two weeks away, Mm -hmm. 
I'm sure you can still find it on Amazon. It just oh, might yeah. be a little harder to get a hold of. Yeah. Or worst case scenario, wait till next Christmas. Yeah. October, probably. Probably. There is a reason Nightmare Before Christmas existence because they put out stuff in October for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah, this I'm is... bringing up all the random trivia tonight. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're just bringing it. You're bringing it like a champ. Uh, so yes, the, the animation is just spectacular to kind of go into another film coming up, but, uh, it's just, it's incredible and it just, it's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. The, the amount of detail you get in this film for what it is, that, that is my number one, just animation. My first like for this. Mm Mm-hmm. Every single one of the Grinch's mischievous grins. Oh, yeah. Because here's the thing. Mm. I don't think he went back and reused any of his... Chuck Jones's... I don't think Chuck Jones went back and reused any of the animation. I think all of this was not... This is, All of this was not... For, take, none of this was taken from an old production. Right. But I swear he must have looked at every single mischievous grin he ever put on Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. Tom the Cat, Jerry the Mouse... And any other character he ever did, and then made about ten more. Yeah, Grinch. Because there's times when you're looking at this and you're going, "I've seen that before, but I don't care." Because all every single mischievous grin the Grinch mm-hmm. puts out is like, "Ooh, this feels naughty and evil," and I kind of like it because let's face it, we're all naughty and evil. That is true. Total depravity of man and all that. Set that stuff. exactly. It, it's one of those things where you kind of because the thing is, the Grinch is the bad guy. Yeah. But he's also the protagonist. Very true. And you are rooting for his, uh, not for him necessarily to succeed at stealing Christmas. Right. But for his redemption. Which yeah. is going to come when he realizes the true meaning of Christmas. That is true. Apparently he forgets he's supposed to be nice to the Who's by the, by the sequels. But hey, we'll move on from that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but maybe he just turns nice every December now. Yeah, apparently. Know. He, he turns after over he, a leaf. After he scares the willy-nillies out of the who's during Halloween. <laughs> but, um, I forgot where I was going. But you kind of are, you, you kind of, strangely enough, you kind of understand yeah. what it is about the Grinch and why he feels this way about Christmas. Because you all, because I think we all know, every single one of us, down to the youngest child, it's not Christmas that the Grinch hates. Yeah. It's not even what the books, the movie says he hates. Mm-hmm. He hates the who's mm-hmm. celebrating Christmas and being noisy and mm-hmm. rude to him. That's why he's out on Mount Crumpet mm-hmm. away from all of them. For the most part, he hates other people. Mm-hmm. The Grinch is an introvert. Yeah, pretty much. Aren't both of us introverts? <laughs> kind of, except we're both kind of also like being around other people. Yeah. But um, I can, to some degree, I can feel what the Grinch is going through, and to some degree, uh, having worked eight Christmases at a Walmart, right? Sorry, Voldemort, the store that shall not be named. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I understand the Grinch's feelings all too well. I've been there. (laughs) I've I've told the story of how one of my favorite Christmas memories working at the store was getting gas one Christmas Eve after the store was locked up oh. and watching this group of people walk us at speed right into the door, not realizing it was closed. And I know they heard me laughing cause it was too quiet in that parking lot to not hear every sound that was being made. 
And I was not quiet. I understand what the Grinch was feeling, is what I'm saying. And to some degree, uh, yeah. what, I, I feel that mischievous grin right along with him. Mm-hmm. And I love how they all look throughout this. And I, I'll get more to Max here in a minute, but yeah. I love his... Uh, I love I love his relationship with Max and how yeah, indeed. that goes back and forth. But I'll get more on Ma- to Max in a minute. What is your second like? My second like, um, I was I did put one one thing, but then I realized it's another. It would have to be Max. Have to be Max the dog. And Max is just like he is one of these extremely faithful dogs mm-hmm. that even though he is he is the his owner is the Grinch. And he wants to do all these wicked, wicked things to the people of Whoville that he's like, okay, he's begrudgingly doing it, but he's doing it because dogs are faithful and they, they are very loyal to their owners. So they do whatever their owner asks them to do. And I, I, I find that very appealing that you, you find in certain moments where Max, he's conflicted by this and he's like, but we're doing all this stuff because you don't like the who's but you're destroying everything because out of your, your bitterness mm-hmm. and you, 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 you can feel that off the character, even though he doesn't really talk. He's a dog. He makes noises. Yeah. He makes it's, noises. It's nothing really loud. In fact, I was actually surprised when I was doing the, yeah. getting the cast list that there was a voice actor for him. Cause yeah. like, I don't remember him saying anything, but he does make noises. So just not as loud as Muttley, which is yeah. generally the, the dog. Voice, <laughs> I think of yeah, uh, so yeah, it's just more Max. Be like he's the the epitome of a good dog, good and faithful dog. That is just um, the kind of dog anybody wants. But at the same time, be like if I, he he gives us more vibes of trying to uh, persuade the Grinch not to do things through his mm-hmm. through his reflection through his his facial expressions. And be like, obviously the Grinch is having nothing of it because he wants revenge against the Who's, and uh, I, it's it's really enjoyable to watch that kind of animation where you have just a small character like Max that is that is loyal, but at the same time he's conflicted. He's a very conflicted character, and I enjoy that about the character. So yeah, mine is Max. What is your number? I'm jumping on top of yours with number two, mm-hmm. even though it means I do have to jump ahead mm-hmm. a little, but. Max, the strongest dog in all the world, who's able to not only pull, as I said earlier at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. he's not only able to pull the sleigh down Mount Crumpet, load it full of uh, bags full of stolen decorations and presents, including f- food, which thankfully it's cold outside, so it's not rotting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somehow... He's able to, by himself, carry all that stuff, plus the Grinch, mm-hmm. all 10,000 feet up Mount Crumpet. That's one strong pooch. That's not to the Grinch's house. That's to the top of Mount Crumpet. Crumpet. Yes. Even though he's light enough that those antlers weigh his head down. Oh my gosh, that scene. <laughs> that was so, it was so clever. It's, and, it's so clever, but it's also it's like, you don't get animation that fluid anymore. It would have just no. been a chunk. And yeah, you cut exactly. it off and then you go, woo, things spring up and down. It's like, I just love how it just, he slowly goes down. The uh-huh. Grinch saws the things off and he slowly tilts back he up comes, again. He comes back right, upright. <laughs> it's like, you just, it's funnier this way. 
Indeed. It is funnier this way than if he just shot up and down like a spring. Yeah. But Max is, to me, like the greatest character. He is a he is a loyal friend. Mm-hmm. Not, just, not just that he's a dog and he's loyal like dogs are. Yeah. Ma- I really get the feeling that Max is the Grinch's only friend. I would agree with you on that. This. I would agree. And he is loyal enough to the Grinch that he helps him throughout the entire plan. But at the same time, he is trying to lead him another way. Yeah. He still helps the Grinch load the whole thing up there, and he still gets abused by the Grinch a lot throughout the yeah, whole Yeah, exactly. But he does do things to try and say, well, maybe we should, you know, maybe not. Yeah, not do, do all this. Yeah. But it ultimately fails because that's what the story requires, and it's mm-hmm. because he's the Grinch, and you don't really talk back to Frankenstein's monster. That is true. Uh, or the mummy. But still, one of my favorite parts of this. Mm-hmm. They're coming down the mountain. The sled is moving faster than Max is. <laughs> it goes over. The Grinch looks over. He realizes Max is not there. He dips his head under and sees the rope going all the way under and coming up the other side. He looks up, and Max is just sitting there on his hind legs going, waving his paw. <laughs> it's like, that is like the single funniest thing in the entire thing. Ag- agreed. Short. And it was, it was added. It was added because uh, Chuck, Chuck Jones. Yeah, Chuck Jones. Yeah, Chuck Jones added it from from the original co- the original story. But it's funny. It's, it's so good. And it's one of those visual gags that you, you you don't even think about if you're not looking for exactly things to love about this film because it it just goes like oh that's a funny scene I've seen that in Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry mm-hmm. all the time but here it's done far better I think than it ever was done in that and I'm just gonna go ahead and say this right now I consider this felt the short an honorary Looney Tune. Oh, okay. Because it's very much in the feel of... Uh, indeed. You could see... Indeed. It would not take much for, for a Bugs Bunny to pop his head up at one point and say, ah, I missed that. I should have took that left toy in Albuquerque. <laughs> Instead, I ended up in Whoville during Christmas. <laughs> it's cold over here. Indeed. What, what's that green guy doing? I want to see Doc, uh, Doctor Who, a Bugs Bunny versus the Grinch. I want to see wow. this. It will never happen. I want to see it. Anyway... <laughs> But yeah, Max is the strongest dog. I am amazed by how much he can pull, despite the fact a pair of antlers can weigh him down. Wow. Um, and and let's face it, the the other best shot in this is at the end of the film, end of the short, where the Grinch is blowing his horn as he's coming down the mountain to re-deliver all the presents. And Max is just sitting there with his tail wagging on the, on the sled and bouncing up and down. It's like, Who's steering the sled? You had a hard time getting down this the first time. How are you getting down it now? <laughs> but Max is just there happy. Yeah. It's like, you know, I'm not a dog person. We know this. I'm a cat guy. Yeah. But I just love Max throughout this. He's just so fun. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah. Indeed. Um, Max the super dog. <laughs> Max the super dog. Is my second like. What's All your right. third? My, my third like would be the... Uh, my third like is more like the Grinch's redemption and the who's um, the, the idea of like gifts aren't the thing of what Christmas makes Christmas and what made it reminded me of a song that I absolutely love my one of my favorite artists of all time. I know Drew disagrees with me on this artist. I like one of his songs. Yeah. Uh, Garth Brooks, uh, what I'm thankful for it's off his, a more recent Christmas album. And uh, it's an amazing song. He does do it with his wife and uh, the amazing uh, James Taylor. Uh, if you ever heard it, 
go check it out. It's a great song. We can find it on Amazon Music. Um, so the first line is like, "What I'm thankful for ain't, ain't, uh, ain't on no list for it. For only in my heart, only in my heart exists. For the time I've helped that helped me understand things I can't hold in my hand." And I just found it very, po- uh, very poetic to this, the idea that the, the, the Grinch thought he could destroy Chris, he could crush the, the spirit of the Who's, the Whovians, about... The Whovians? Who, I, I'm not talking about, you know, Doctor Who. So what is this, Doctor Who? <laughs> apparently, apparently. But the, the Who's, he, his, his whole intention all, is... His, all of a sudden, the Daleks show up, and they're decorating <laughs> for Christmas, and they're going, Decorate! Decorate! <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, but it was this the 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 Grinch's full intention was to to destroy Christmas and break the spirit of the Hoovians by stealing everything of theirs. But it was the idea that the the idea that a gift that someone gives you isn't really the heart of Christmas. The heart of Christmas is the intention, the intention behind it, and also the 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 idea of the his of uh, the Grinch's redemption. Of his his heart is no longer hardened, as we would go for a more theological idea that his heart has been broken by the uh, by the the cheer and goodwill of the Who's, and his heart is changed. His heart is renewed. Is re- he has been reborn in a way? If you go even further theolo- the- uh, theologically, that his like his entire demeanor is like someone who is come to know Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, they're given a new heart. They are given a new spirit. The Holy Spirit has been injected into them. They're, they are, they are a, a new creation. So in that way that the, who, the, the Grinch, his, his heart has been changed by the, the outpouring of the Who's gratefulness mm-hmm. for, for the idea that they they wake up in the morning and they can celebrate Christmas because it's about the celebration of having family around you. Yeah. And it doesn't it's not really about the 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 gifts underneath the tree, even though those are nice sometimes. But more it's more you get up in the morning and you get to visit with family and have fun. And uh I I like the idea that it's the the Grinch heart is changed. Like you know, like I said before with the when we come to know Christ, that our our heart is changed. Our, our 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 we are created anew. We are a new creation in Christ. So it's the it's that that idea, and I found that really fascinating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's the one. It's the 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 Whovians. Who's who's not who's not Whovians. The who's who's the who's of Whoville. Yeah, who's of Whoville. Um, they're they're who, uh, who? yeah exactly, but they're 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 joy they're joy. Even without presence, and the Grinch's his turn of his heart, his his the his heart is made new with the uh, the understanding that Christmas is not about the gift. Mm-hmm. So that is my number three. What is yours? I absolutely love the wordplay and probably the least Christmassy Christmas song ever written. Okay, which is of course "You're a Mean One, Mister Grinch." Grinch. Mm-hmm. Let me go over a couple of lines in case you missed them. Okay. You're as cuddly as a cactus. Ouch. You're as charming as an eel. Mm -hmm. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. 
Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders, and you've got garlic in your soul. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile. Given the choice between you, between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. (laughs) Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk. The three words that best describe you are as follows. And I quote, stink, stank, stunk. (laughs) All of these are so clever in how Mm -hmm. they're saying, because what you're pretty much saying is the Grinch is the worst possible creature Mm -hmm. to ever exist. He's horrible. He's nasty. Mm -hmm. He's the worst creature imaginable. He's the worst thing to happen to the Who's of Whoville. Mm Mm-hmm. And yet, through Christmas, through the Who's and their grace and then their uh, forgiveness mm-hmm. and through their just happiness of the uh, exactly uh, of the season, which I'm going to say that the my biggest problem with the other two Grinch movies is they ignore this part mm-hmm. that the Who's are they're not perfect people, mind you. Yeah, but they're not going out there just because it's a tradition, like uh, for for that, like the. Uh, that they are in the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah. It's Christmas. It's They're going out there whether it's Christmas or not. It's part of their tradition. Yeah. Christmas came not because of anything the Grinch did to to keep it from happening. Anything the Grinch missed. Mm-hmm. It came because it was Christmas. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. The Grinch, in my opinion, and I think most people can understand this, is the worst of humanity. Yeah. It is a picture of us as the completely depraved creatures that we can easily be. Oh, yeah, easy. And I'm saying that, at this point, from a secular point of view, mm-hmm. I'm about to go full Christian on you. Okay, Because it's it. Christmas. Launch <laughs> We are all the Grinch at one point in our lives. Oh, yeah, easy. In some ways, we are still the Grinch mm-hmm. right now, even if you are a Christian. Yeah. But it's through the grace of Christmas, a.k.a. who Christmas is named after, sure. a.k.a. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that we're allowed to come to the table. And mm, even exactly. have the spot of honor to carve mm. the roast beast. Yeah, that's that's good. That's really deep. What the Grinch did is the absolute worst thing he could have done to the Who's. Yeah, he came in. He s- broke into every single one of their houses. Mm-hmm. He did not just steal the, the stockings. He did not just Dang. steal the presents. Mm-hmm. He did not steal just the decorations. He did not just steal their Christmas trees. He didn't just steal the feast that they were planning for Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. He stole every ounce of food in the house, of every single house. Mm-hmm. To the point where a mouse could not even eat a crumb off the floor. Yeah, that's pretty depraved. That is depraved. That is self. And he's do- not doing it because he thinks this is the best thing for everybody. He's doing it for completely selfish reasons because exactly. how much he hates Christmas and exactly. how much he wants revenge, I, I one supposes in this, against just the very act that these people down in Whoville are happy. Yeah, exactly. He wants to destroy everything. Right. The Who's have absolutely, positively no reason to forgive him. Absolutely. And they don't just forgive him. Mm -hmm. They let him sit at the head of the table and Mm. give him the place of honor. Exactly. How is that not a great picture of (laughs) being saved and salvation? (laughs) Exactly. And everything that that Christmas stands for. Mm -hmm. They forgave the work. This would be like us forgiving Hitler. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is the equivalent. 
I hope y'all realize that. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, I think everything Hitler did was horrible. Don't take any of this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. But I also believe, any, well, we'll not get into that. They forgave the man who didn't just steal all the stuff from their houses, stole the sense of security mm-hmm. that every single who had over Christmas, mm-hmm. over silly decorations, over if he had just locked the door and watched television and not tried to do this crazy plan of his, mm-hmm. would have been gone in a day. Because by the 26th, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, there's still going to be maybe some partying, but for the most part, the Grinch stays in his home on Mount Crumpet even after this. Mm-hmm. If he had just locked the door and just not tried to get involved, bear in mind, I'm talking about this short specifically. That's mm-hmm. not the case in the other two. Mm-hmm. This short specifically, he just locked the door and not gone down the hill and not, and not stared at all the decorations going up for Christmas. He would have been fine. Yeah. But he did the worst, most horrible thing over what essentially was him being annoyed. He did the most horrible thing he could to these who's short of killing them all, mm-hmm. which you can't do on te- which right. can't do on television, right? And doesn't exactly fit at this story in no. the slightest. Exactly. But he goes in, he steals everything from them, even lies to the youngest child in town. Mm-hmm. Intentionally. Intentionally, pretends to be Santa Claus, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, they forgive him. Mm-hmm. And they give him the place of honor. Yeah, that's almost cool. like the prodigal son coming hey, home. Bam! There you go. Preach it, brother. I get that this may not have been uh, Dr. Seuss's idea for this story mm-hmm. because, to my understanding, Dr. Seuss was not a Christian. Mm. I could be wrong. I didn't do my research on this part. Forgive me. But I sus- But from my understanding, he was. My understanding is, I don't know if he was an atheist, but he was definitely agnostic. Mm. Is my understanding. Mm. Um. If you could double check. That. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I'm sure this was not his idea, but it's amazing how these Christian ideals tend to sink through, especially on the holiday that's meant to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Even though if you do your research, you know that Jesus wasn't born anywhere near December 25th. No matter how you calculate it on the calendar, <laughs> he was probably born during the summer months. Anyway, or summer or late fall. It's I just find that part interesting. So yeah, that's my third, like... Hmm. I gotcha. Yeah, let me look that up real fast. Okay. From what I can tell, just by doing this quick look, he never commented on it publicly. Yeah. He had there he had religious views, but he there was there's no evidence he was a church goer. Yeah. Which is the closest I'm gonna get to making a decision on this. So Yeah. I don't think he was an atheist. I just not sure how Christian he was. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna stop that's how I'm gonna leave it there. Yeah. Okay. So, Jacob, what's your first dislike? My first dislike, and my only real dislike in this film, would be the, there again, it's a children's story. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand the, 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 the other films do kind of fill in this information a little bit, but understanding you're going from the source material, and definitely this is definitely from the source material itself, uh, you have this... The, the whole, there's no real reason or rhyme except why the Grinch hates the who so much. Be like, yeah, it's more, oh, he doesn't like that. They're loud and joyful and that kind of stuff. He's a grunt. He's a grump. He's a, he's a Grinch about it, about everything, but there's real no Grinch, the grouchy Grinch. And it'd be like, yeah, it's supposed to imply something, but there's not be like, to me, it's like, can we get a little, a little bit more? And I understand in supplement. Uh, material they've gone on with uh, right, the, but 
it's hard to know in some of that supplemental material how much of that was Dr. Seuss, especially yeah. with the Grinch movies. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's just more be like, I, 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 I wish they would have at least brought in a little bit more why the Grinch's motivation instead of, oh, he's just, he's a grumpy old man that doesn't, uh, like a really grumpy old man who just doesn't like happiness and joy. And for some reason, he doesn't like the Who's. But just, the 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 a little bit a little more information about that that would have been great but there again that's a nitpick yeah they go they do get into that more in uh subsequent movies subsequent movies thank you and uh so yeah that was a little it's like okay could we have gone into that a little further in this film but there again they're well i mean the time. only real uh defense mm-hmm. i can have for why they don't go into it yeah it's because the book doesn't go into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And this is a very, my understanding, an accurate adaptation of the book. Exactly. So, the re- and, and it's only 30 minutes long. The reason you get more information in the other stuff is because they had to stretch it out to two hours. Indeed. And admittedly, there ain't two hours worth of story in this. So no, they do there's have bad stuff. Yeah, they do. I fair, agree. Fair enough. Agreed. But that's the only defense I really have for it. Yeah, agreed. There again, that was an extreme nitpick. Yeah. And uh, if you want more story filled out like that, you can go watch the other films. But in this film, we don't get that because there again, they're sticking close to the material, mm-hmm. the, the source material. So yeah, that's that's an extreme nitpick about this film. What's your first dislike? The reused animation that we see in some of the "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch" uh, uh, scene montages as he's stealing all the Christmas presents. Yeah. Because there's about three to- three shots that they reuse that they show twice. Indeed, they do. Uh, it kind of, admittedly, this is only a thirty minute short. I think the actual runtime is something closer to like what twenty two minutes, something like that. Let me look right quick. Eight. Uh, I can't go by this because it's including all three shorts in here. Indeed, it says eighty minutes. This is not eighty minutes long. But we'll go. We'll say twenty minutes because that's about the the thing. It's it's a twenty minute short, and and so um, and as expensive as many of these other shots had to have been, because they are at the Looney Tunes level, which was theatrical shorts, which was not you know expensive, expensive, but it was cheap for theater, and it and this is about that level, and and the TV would have been like even cheaper at this mm-hmm. time. So I mean, you just look at some of the well. Look at something like uh, the Star Trek animated series from that time. Mm-hmm. You can see how cheap animation was. And this is a very obvious or cheaply made animation mm-hmm. was at the time. And this is being animated on to the same quality as Looney Tunes cartoons were in the 30s. Oh, yeah. Or 30s and 40s for being shown on an 80 foot screen where you had to at least give it a little bit of quality. Otherwise, it'd be it looked like it looked look horrible. Mm-hmm. And they're showing this on you know 30 inch televisions at the time. Yeah. Um, four by three televisions. So, I mean, I get why they saved a little bit of money and re- and did not reanimate what was essentially the same scenes and uh-huh. just you know re-edited some stuff in there to make to fill out the song, fill out the different verses. Because I mean, there's like I think I saw eight verses a second ago when I was looking at your mean one, Mister Grinch, and mm. it's spread out over the course of ten minutes. Yeah. Over over the uh, montage of him st- of him making the Santa suit and mm-hmm. then stealing all the presents and everything, 
So I understand why in those sections he did a little bit of re they did a re real re redid a little bit they uh, reused a little bit of animation just to save some time and not have to waste money and reanimating what was essentially the same scenes but maybe from a different angle. I mean, how many other ways can you look at to actually show this creature going in and stealing all this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, and it would make sense he might reuse some of his methods in different houses. Even though there should maybe not, maybe not that many stockings in every house. Um, anyway, that's just I, it's the nitpick because I know why they had to do it, mm-hmm. but I still wish maybe they would have at least like changed the color of the inside of the houses, changed like yeah. just something to make it where maybe not go full in and reanimate it, but just do something to make it less obvious that it's the same scene. Yeah. Just being reused. Granted, it's being shown on television. We were lucky to get this quality at this time anyway, so they had to cut a corner somewhere. This is not a bad corner to cut because you're still filling out the animation. It still looks good. I just wish it was not as obvious (laughs) Mm -hmm. that it was reused. Uh, That's my first dislike. What's your second? I really don't have any. I only have one other dislike, really. Go for it. This movie is so good that disliking anything about it makes you look like a Grinch yourself. Indeed. And that's how I'm going to end my thoughts on How the Grinch Stole Christmas before the ratings. Because this is a good movie. It it's is. Good short. It's, it's a this good is solid far film. better than it has any right to be, if I'm being honest. Yeah, if, if you look at the budget itself, it's just like oh, yeah. they, they squeeze every dime out of this thing. Yeah, there was nothing that was... And, and they've got to have made a... Bu- this is far better looking than Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, indeed. And it's far better written, I, mm. I think. Now, part of that's because it was written by by Dr. Seuss mm-hmm. and uh, originally written for the book and just moved over, mm-hmm. granted. Maybe just a little bit of cleanup by the other two writers. But this is just such a good little story for what it is. Granted, I think we've all seen it a ton of times and we kind of just know the story. So it's like, oh, it's another Grinch thing. But this is the very best adaptation of the Grinch, in my opinion, and it is a Christmas classic. Mm-hmm. And it is for that reason, I'm giving this a 9.5 for my rating. Wow. I'm not giving it a perfect 10 because oh, of, of the I'm... animation reuse. Of course. Of course. Um, yeah. Uh, I would definitely. What are you rating it? I'm going to give it a 9. nine. It's, it's, it's there again. It's a stroke of artistic masterpiece. Definitely with its budgets, its restraints, and everything, you're looking at top-notch animation that you would find in Looney Tunes and all those great uh, Tex Avery? No, Chuck Jones. Chuck Jones. I'm sorry, Chuck Jones. Uh, animations. So just the level of art, artistic talent, the the story, the writing, the story, the lyric, the lyric from uh, Doctor Seuss, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just there again. Some of the the uh, like it has a few like doesn't have really a lot. There's there might be like one or two little animation errors. There again, you're talking with you're talking about a movie that has a small a small budget, small prob- budget for television for television. Most so, people would just write this off. Exactly, but this is a masterpiece that. Definitely needs to go in someone's collection if it's just a movie you watch during Christmas. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a nine. Most definitely. Uh, so yeah, definitely go out, go watch it, go buy it, put it in your collection. If you watch just one time a year or twice a year, it's worth it. Yes. 
buy it on Blu-ray if you're if you're a Blu-ray guy or girl. Just go hey, buy I'm it. I'm surprised it's not been released on 4K Blu-ray yet. That is a shocker. It'll probably get there. Eventually. Eventually. So, yes. Which, of course, brings us to the end of this episode uh-huh. of Soundcast. Yep. Uh, trivia for Nick. Well, here's the thing. This is our last Christmas episode for this year. Indeed. It's chosen to only do three Christmas episodes this year because January we wanted to do Digimon. Mm-hmm. Digimon Adventure Try. Problem is, Digimon Adventure Try is six, <laughs> six. movies and there's only four weeks in January. Yes. So we had to come back a little. Thankfully, December had five weeks. Anyway. <laughs> So, uh, next week we'll be starting a little pre- I couldn't help it. I could not help next it. Next week we'll be reviewing, uh, Digimon Adventure Try Episode 1, one. Reunion. Union. Which, by the fa- despite the fact these are called episodes, they are six separate films. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, do you know where you can watch this streaming? Because I haven't looked. Uh, I think you, Crunchyroll, but I think they have it set split in like 30-minute chunks. Yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. You can watch Hulu okay. if you are subscribed to Hulu. But you can also watch it on, of all places, for free on YouTube. Really? Yeah, it is. Like It's be like it's not like these are you know illegally downloaded and you watch them there. No, be like these are like legit... It's not how we had to uh, how I had to watch Digimon the movie. Pretty much. <laughs> I should have borrowed that DVD. You should that. have. You should have. It was a weird week. Indeed. This was, and this so was three years ago. So yeah, there there are multiple ways you can watch this film. You can either a go watch it, go watch it. You can stream it on Hulu, or you can stream it on YouTube for free. Uh, it does have commercials, so be like, they're really it's YouTube commercials. Yeah, they're like four or five seconds long, but. There again, be like this movie is these movies are accessible, mm-hmm. very accessible to if you want to watch them. Now, granted, you have to know what title it is, <laughs> right? Because it's Digimon Adventure Try. The first movie is called Reunion. Yes, and there again, there again, I've already watched the first one. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> All I know it's the original characters. There's a new character shows up, and I'm, it's like, what in the world's going on? I waited. For one reason and one reason alone. Mm. Thursday starts Retro Rewind's uh, uh, Backlog Golf. Mm-hmm. And I'm using this as some of my first entries. Oh, gotcha. So, uh, yeah, I'll be starting this Thursday. Yeah. Or Friday or Saturday. <laughs> I don't know when. Um, but join us for that. Our trivia for that first episode, first, first movie Ooh. is which English voice actor? came out of retirement oh. for Digimon Adventure Try. I think I know who that one is. Uh, I will be posting that tomorrow morning on our Facebook page. So uh, look for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, give us an answer. And of course, we will read the responses uh, at the beginning of next week's episode. Yep. So join us for that. In the meantime, unless you've got anything else. Uh... I'm really excited about this. Uh, there again, it's kind of, it's fusing it's Christmas and in the new years of doing something that I've loved Digimon ever since it came out. It first came out in 1999 on, uh, on, uh, on Fox kids. Uh, there again, I was already in high school and I, I found this and I was like, Oh my gosh, where's this been? 
And uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where the destined from the end of season two were or have found themselves. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You were in high school in 1999. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to fight you over it, but I, I just realized I, I, I graduated 2002. I forget this because I'm, I'm two years behind you. Yeah. So in my mind, we graduated closer. But anyway. Right. Because I, I was like, I don't remember being high school age when I first saw Digimon. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So I, would, us, I would have been like a freshman in high school. Okay. Probably, roughly. Rough, yeah. Either way. Roughly. Yeah. Roughly. <laughs> okay. In the meantime, <laughs> this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we will catch you in the next frame. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast! Oh, boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but... Uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob E. Heron, on Twitter at Jacob Heron, and Letterbox at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterbox at GGeorge759, Facebook as Drew Dodgen, uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Cellcast Gaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live action movies. And remember, cell is a single single L. L. Prodigious.